ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode. I'm very excited about this episode and the tips that I'm going to share with you because these tips can create massive shifts in your dating life and relationship, especially long-term relationships, and they can really turn things from being sour and shitty into being pleasant and enjoyable. And the tips that I'm going to share with you will help you to stop doing mistakes that kind of sabotage your relationship. So I'm going to share with you three sentences you should never tell a man. And the reason I really want to emphasize these three sentences is because we've all been guilty of saying these things. And when we say them, we're not even aware what they're doing and the feelings that they trigger and what it can bring up for a man and how it makes him feel because we feel that what we're saying is totally right. We feel entitled in what we're saying. We think we're doing it for good purposes. We might even have really, really good intentions, but still it doesn't give the desired results that we want it to do. And there's a reason for that that I'm going to explain. And if you are a male listening to this episode, I think you will still find it pretty interesting and uh, you will definitely find it relatable in a lot of different ways. Let's dive straight in. The three sentences you should never tell a man. Sentence number one, a sentence that starts with you never or you always. So sentences that start with you never or you always, you can hear where this is going to go. This is complaining. You never do this. You never take out the trash. You always late coming home. You never touch me like I want you to touch me. You always do this. You're always on your phone. It's very accusational and blamey. And whenever a man hears this, they will either they just want to go into defense mode and want to defend themselves because they feel attacked, or they'll just pull away and ignore what you're saying because they're thinking, well, if I always do that anyways, then, you know, what's the point of even trying anything to make you happy? You already made up your mind that that's who I am. So I guess that's who I am. And that's what I'm going to keep on doing since that's what I always do. So they either feel defensive or they kind of just feel hopeless and they're just like, oh, you're just complaining and I don't know what to do about it. Because when when they hear you never, you always, it doesn't tell them like what to do. It's just like, okay, I always do that. And then what? You know, we think that, oh, they can just put two and two together. Like if we say, oh, you always put your dirty underwear on the floor. Then, yeah, of course, they're smart enough to understand that while she doesn't like that I do that, I probably should put them in the laundry basket. But it gives them zero motivation to do that because we're just blaming them and basically saying you're kind of shitty and I don't like the way that you are. And who wants to respond to that in a motivating, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, change my behavior for you. If you're ever if you ever hear someone complaining to you and saying you never do this and you always do this, you kind of just want to go oh, fuck off. <laughs> you know? Even though you would if you love the person and you, and you would like to change for the person, hearing that sentence is just never it just never turns on motivation for positive change. So you might get your you know complaining out, you might get a little bit of anger out, but it's not going to change the situation. It is not going to motivate him to change his behavior. So just know that that sentence does not work. You starting a sentence with you never or you always and you can sense that it's coming at him with a bit of anger and frustration and complaining. You might get your your words out, but it's not going to give you the results that you want. Now, make sure to keep listening 
through sentence two and sentence three, because after these sentences, I am going to give you tips on how to express yourself instead of using these sentences, okay? So stay put. Sentence number two is starting a sentence with you should or you need to. So this is mothering and this is a huge turn off, feels uncomfortable. It's just not fun for guys because they feel like a child. They feel like a, like a little boy again with, a, with their mom saying, you should do your homework and you need to wash your dishes and you need to do this and you need to do that and you should get a job and you should blah, 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 blah. So it's kind of emasculating and just makes them feel small and makes them feel dumb. Or it doesn't make them feel dumb, but it's like you're speaking to them as if they're dumb and they don't know better. Like they don't know how to take care of themselves. They don't know how to live an adult life. So starting a sentence with you should and you need to is also not going to encourage him to behave in an improved way because he's just going to feel mothered. And you also, you don't want to feel like a mom. You don't want to feel like, oh, I have to mother my you know, my boyfriend or husband around because he never does the stuff that I want him to. And I, I'm i the one who knows everything that needs to be done. So I keep telling him, you should do this and you should do that. Because first of all, that doesn't feel good to you and puts you in too much of a masculine deciding initiative directive role. And for him, it also just feels extremely uncomfortable. And he just feels like a little boy again, who's being t- told what to do. He's an adult man. He knows how to run his life. He knows how to do the stuff that he needs to do. And he wants to feel like he's in charge of his own life and he's making his own decisions. You know, he wants to feel autonomous and saying, telling him what he should and should not do and what he needs to do and what he needs to stop doing is not going to go into your go in your favor. He's going to feel like his energy is going to be really off. He's probably not going to want to be around you because you're just telling him what to do all the time. And you're going to feel this space and this void between you just grow larger and larger and larger. And you're probably going to end up becoming more and more resentful and more frustrated. And this vicious cycles just keeps going around, 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 around. So stop saying you should and you need to to your boyfriend or your husband or the person that you're dating. Sentence number three, it's a type of sentence that's kind of like suggesting and, and, and teaching. And it's like, it's even if you say it in a positive way, you might even be all sweet and you might be all cute about it. And it's teaching him by telling him, you know what? Or guess what? You know what I read the, in the newspaper the other day? Or guess what I learned here on this in this article? I learned that if you do dishes every single day, that it's really good for brain health or something like that. Let's say, I'm just going to use an example here. I know the sentence was not very clear, but it's going to become clear. So let's say that you live with your boyfriend and he's not doing enough dishes and you want him to do more dishes. And maybe you've already asked him to do more dishes, but he's not just not doing them. And it's starting to drive you a little bit crazy, but you don't want to, you don't feel like being angry at him. And you kind of just want to help him a little bit, pick up the hints that, hey, it would be really helpful if you just help me clean up a little bit more. So you might just give hints. You might just be hinting and suggesting and teaching. So it's a, it's a suggestive sentence. So you don't want to use suggestive sentences that are teaching in nature, like, oh, hey, hey, guess what? What I learned the other day, or you know what? I learned that when I read the here and here, I learned that vacuuming your house every week removes bacteria and, and dust that harms your lungs. 
when he knows that you've been asking him to, for example, hoover a little bit more, vacuum a little bit more, it's just, again, it's just going to feel like you're talking to him as if you know better and you need to like be a little bit like cute and petty with him. And it just feels, he can, he feels what you're doing. He knows that you're, you know, indirectly, basically you're just saying, Hey, can you just please start like <laughs> cleaning up a little bit more? And you're basically saying, I want you to clean up. You know, you might as you might as well just be direct. It's just as bad as saying, hey, you know what I learned the other day? Oh, that it's really good to do this and this. Hint, hint. You know, I'm suggesting that you start to clean up a little bit more. It's very suggestive. He sees straight through it. And you might as well, you could have just said to his face, hey, I want you to clean more. I'm not saying that you should say that, but that's how he still, he still sees it. You're basically saying, I'm becoming really frustrated that you're not doing this and this, and I'm just sneaking in this little suggestive sentence so that you can pick up that I actually want you to do something. So I'm telling you what to do without telling you what to do. And that is really off-putting for anyone. So don't use suggestive sentences that hint that you want him to do a certain thing that he's not doing enough or stop doing something that he's doing too much of. You might as well just be direct. And men actually prefer that you're direct with them. And this leads me to what can you do? How can you still express yourself without saying you never do this or you always do this and you should and you need to? And for a lot of women, it can feel a bit like, huh? Like, what? how am I going to tell him what to do? Because a lot of women these days feel like, well, if I don't tell him what to do, then nothing's going to happen. And a lot of times for good reason. But it's also because women have been kind of trained to become a bit masculine in, you know, the modern society where we take on more of a leadership role and masculine role and we tell people what to do and what not to do. And that this works very well in a lot of situations, especially in business. But in a romantic relationship, things are different. And most of the time, women would prefer to be able to rest in their feminine and not have to be the director of the show all the time and tell their partner what to do, what not to do, what they never do and what they always do. And kind of be the captain of the boat. It would be nice to just sit back and relax a little bit and trust that the person that you're seeing is going to take over and behave in a way that you feel comfortable with. So how can you still express yourself, but without being accusational, without complaining, and without trying to teach him how to behave in a way that you want him to? So the simple thing is state how you feel without blaming him. Simply state how you feel, what you don't want, and what you want. So number one, how you feel. Number two, what you don't want. Number three, what you want. And then you ask him, what do you think? Or can you help? You throw the ball over to him. So as an example, you could say, I feel angry. I don't want to do dishes all the time. And I want to spend more of my time relaxing and getting my nails done, whatever it is that you're that you want to do. And here's where it goes a little bit long, wrong for a lot of people, because a lot of people are aware I have to start with I statements, with my my feelings, express myself, make it about myself and not the other person. But a lot of times people say, I feel angry or I feel sad because you, 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 you. So they start with the I sentence, but then they fling it over into blaming an accusation. 
and that's where it goes wrong. So it can be extremely, extremely challenging not to use the word you and say, because you do this and because you never do that, it's, it can be very tempting. Do yourself a favor, just stop doing that and stick to, I feel, insert feeling, I feel happy, I feel angry, I feel sad, I feel confused, I feel upset. I don't want to, I don't want to do dishes, I don't want to spend time alone, I, for example, I'm just giving examples, I don't want to, you know, go out with the trash all the time, I don't want to be cleaning the whole house, whatever it is that you don't want to do, and then insert what you want, I want to spend more quality time with you, I want us to be intimate more often, I want to have more fun with you, I want more time to take care of myself. I one could be for example I feel exhausted I don't want to clean the house all the time and I want to spend more time taking care of myself physically maybe you want to do more exercise maybe you want to go to the gym uh, so you could be like I want to spend more time exercising but I don't have time to do that because I'm cleaning the house all the time just coming up with random examples here it's whatever it is that is the case for you and then you stop it there. You don't say, and you should do this, and you should help me out in the house more. You should blah, blah, blah. You fling it over to him. Let him be the captain of the boat now and tell him or ask him, what do you think we should do? What do you think I can do here? What do you think we should do about this? Can you help me? Because then you are allowing him to think of solutions. Men like to think of solutions. How can I fix this? I see a woman has a problem. How can I fix this? So when he has not been accused, he doesn't feel defensive. He knows what you're feeling and he can feel that you're owning your own feelings and you're not blaming him. So he doesn't have to defend himself to you. So he can instinctively start to think of, okay, how can I help her? This is how he will automatically have a desire to help you. He may not come up with a magic solution for you immediately, but at least you're giving him the opportunity to have a conversation about it and not him just defending himself and getting angry with you or totally pulling away. So you're getting closer to the solution and you're allowing him to come up with a solution for you. So he might suggest something and you may be happy with the suggestion or he might suggest something and you might be like, well, I don't know if that's going to work because this and this and this, what should we do about X, Y, Z? So you just keep asking him, like, what do you think we should do about that? Oh, but that might be a problem and I might feel like this. Well, how can we address that? So how can we address it? How, what can we do to fix it? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Let him be the hero. He wants to be the hero. And actually, <laughs> he wants you to feel good. He wants you to be happy. He wants you to be relaxed. He wants everything to work out for you. You know, if he, if it's a, a great guy that you're dating or get my man with good intentions, but it's not, it's going to be impossible for him to find a way to make that happen. If you are blaming him and accusing him and mothering him and, you know, emasculating him. So by following these steps instead, stating how you feel, what you don't want, what you do want, and asking him, what do you think? What can we do? You are going to have so much more progress and reach the next step of making your relationship thrive and become so much better and you can just relax and enjoy each other's company. So this was a little teaser with relationship advice that I hope you put into practice, practice these tips immediately and you will see massive improvements in your dating and relationship life. 
ask me any questions if you have any. I'm more than happy to help and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you.